Daflamid Aleph Amid Beis says like this. The Mishnah says, Zeba b'chavisai. So the, the first case is you have two people walking down the street into each other. You see, when one person, as we're going to see, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, when one person bangs into the other one, it's the responsibility is the person who, from behind, because he should give space. But if two people bang into each other, huh? no, no, so we're going to see. That's how the Pharisee Sarl understands the Mishnayis. You could understand it both ways. Well, no, it's how he's Correct, correct. So the point is like this. The Mishnah starts off like this. This is not a case of one person behind the other and, sto- and sh- short, it's stopping shorts or fender bender. This is two people just walk into each other. So what's the halacha? The halacha is, They're both potter. At least the one with the beam is potter. Obviously, the one with the beam never breaks. The beam never breaks. It's the barrel that. So one walking with a beam, another person has a jug. They bang into each other. They're potter. Why? They both have permission to be walking in that direction. That's just an accident. No one's at fault. Okay. Now, let's say instead of going into each other, they're going like. Dr- yeah, that first case is they're just going, they're just an intersection, they're being into each other. No one's at fault. So you put it, no one's at fault. The, 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 now the case is where they're walking uh, uh, front and behind. So halacha is like this. Now in the front is the owner, he's holding a beam, and then behind him is holding a barrel. Now they're both walking at a regular pace. Now if the one behind ran into him, meaning the one in the front is going at a regular healthy pace, and the one behind just goes too fast, wasn't looking, and he bangs his barrel into his beam, so the one behind walks into the, ba- into the beam, the one in front is potter, because he, he didn't do anything wrong, he was going at a regular pace, it's the one who behind sped up into him, it's not, not his fault. Okay, Im Ahmad, now let's say the one in front stopped, Im Ahmad Balakaira, then he's Chayev, because he did something, he's at fault. But let's say he stops, but he says, hey, I'm stopped, please stop walking, then he's potter because he gave a, a healthy warning, then he's no longer at fault. Okay? Now the exact same thing, but just reverse. Now that was where the barrel, the beam was in front, and then the barrel was behind. What about the opposite? Now the one with the barrel is in front, and the one with the beam is walking behind him. So... Let's say the one with the beam walks too quickly. So the one with the barrel is walking a regular pace. The one with the beam is running behind him, and he bangs into him. So what's the halacha? Then he's uh, in, uh, then he's chayiv. He's chayiv because he went too quickly. Okay. Let's say the, the one in the front who's holding the barrel stops. So he stops abruptly. And then the one with the beam walks into him. He's not going to be chayev for breaking the barrel because he shouldn't have stopped. Potter, the one with the beam, is not at fault. But if, let's say, the one in front stops, the one holding the barrel stops, and then he says, please stop walking, I stopped, please stop, and the guy behind doesn't listen and goes right through that red light and breaks the barrel, then he's chayev. Okay. These halachas, would same, would the same thing would be with a lamp and flax. And one guy's holding a candle, one guy's holding flax, the same thing. The, the one guy in front, if the other guy runs into him and then burns down his flax, he's not responsible. If he stops, he is responsible. All these same halachas you could apply with uh, a barrel and flax. Okay, so far, so good. Now, there's like four sugyas in today's daf. That was one. Let's go to number two. The shaila is like this. Interesting shaila. 
We see in the Mishnah, in the first part of the Mishnah, that if you have two people walking and they bang into each other, they both have permission to be on that road, they both have permission to be walking in that direction, and no one did anything wrong. It's just a mistake. So both potter. No one's responsible. The question is like this. What if a husband and wife are living together, and the wife gets hurt during Tashmash? The question is, is the husband responsible to pay? Do we say that because his act is more of an aggressive act, he's responsible if she got hurt during the Shas Tashmash? Or do you say, no, it's the same thing. They both have permission to be doing this. They both, it's more of like, like an accident. Obviously, no ill will was intended. It's not like he attacked her. But Stam, it was during Tashmash, she got hurt. So the question is, and it was a regular Tashmash, she got hurt. The question is, does he have to pay? So the, the Gemara says, Kivan de Breshus Kavit Potter, do you say, like our Mishnah, they're both walking in the same direction, they're both walking on the road they're allowed to be in, so Potter? Or perhaps, no, he should be more careful. So that's the Gemara's question. So, well, he says, isn't it clear in our Mishnah? What does our Mishnah say? Our, our Mishnah's first case is that they're potter in this case. Why? Because they both have permission to be there. Meaning, if I'm walking down the road, you're walking down the road, we bang into each other, and no one's at fault, potter. Because we, we didn't do anything wrong, we were allowed to be participating in this activity. So to over here, they're allowed to be having Tashmish, and accidents happen. It's, it's not, not anyone's fault. That's the Gemara says it's motor. Meaning, it's no, the potter, there's no, there's no payment. The Gemara says, no, I actually think it's the opposite. Why? I actually think it's a kavachomer to say the husband's guilty. Why? Now, the halacha is, the halacha is like this. Uh, when it comes to gallus, gallus is if you kill someone accidentally. The Pasuk specifically says the example of gallus is where it happens in a forest. Okay? Now, it happens in a forest, meaning... Why a forest? Because a forest is a place where both people are allowed to be and both people don't own. The pussy does not want to pick a case where I went into your backyard and then I got killed. You went into my backyard. The pussy just says, let's go a neutral place. So it picks neutral. Now, we're both allowed to be there, yeah? So think, think about this. And it's actually kind of not like our Mishnah. What's the concept of Golis? We're both on Main Street. We're both allowed to be there. You're doing an action. You hit a hammer. The top of the hammer flies off and kills somebody. What's the halacha? You go to Gullus. Why? They both have permission to be there. Meaning you see... For, so it's kind of not like our mission. Meaning... But Gullus isn't the punishment. Of, of course. I mean, it's a kapara, but it's still a punishment. I mean, you've got to run to Gullus. Meaning our mission says if two people are walking on Main Street, they're being into each other, completely potty. Go back, go home, nothing. But, okay, so we said Tasha Shamita should be the same. But think about Gullus for a second. Gullus is, I'm in a neutral area... Not my area, not your area. We both have permission to be there. We both have permission to do the activities we're doing. We're both chopping down wood. I happen to be, I chop a piece of wood, the wood flies off and kills you. I got to go to Gullus. Why? Why don't you say the same thing? I'm not at fault. So the Gemara says, you could bring a raya from that, that the husband would be chayiv by Tashmish. Would be chayiv to pay for damages. And by the way, that concept of Gullus is kind of not like our Mishnah. So the Gemara says, Amr of a Kavachomer. I actually have a Kavachomer to say that the, the guy should be, husband should be guilty. Why? Umayar, when it comes to a forest, the case of Golos. Shezeler Shusay Nichnas, Vizeler Shusay Nichnas. They both have permission to be there. It's considered both their domain. And yet you're still guilty for any accident that happens, accidental death. So over here, it's not considered neutral area. It's considered in the domain of the woman because the the the, the tashmish is happening in her body. The kavachoyim should be guilty. Meaning, in other words, 
instead of looking at the Mishnah to say that it, when they both have permission to be there, you're potter, look at Golas and say that you're Chayev. So the Gemara says, okay, so then basically, how do we reconcile our halacha of our Mishnah with Golas? Again, our Mishnah says that if two people are walking on Main Street, they both have permission to be walking on Main Street, accident happens, you're potter. But how come Golas, you have to go to Golas? The Gemara says, So how do you reconcile? You know what the difference is? The difference is this explains Golis, and this explains the difference between a husband and wife also. In the case of the Mishnah, the reason why you're Potter is because when two people bang into each other, whose force caused the damage? The answer is both of ours. Meaning, if you're stationary, right, and I'm holding a beam and I bang into you, even if it was an accident, my force alone destroyed your beam. That's why I have to pay. Gullis, the reason why you're chayiv in Gullis is because even though it's an accident, what caused that person's death? It wasn't both of you. It was 100% your action. If you're 100% your action, even if it's not on purpose, you, have, you need a kapara. The reason why you're potter in that first case is not because they both have permission to be there and it was an accident. No, it's more than that. They both have permission to be there. It's an accident and both of their forces broke the barrel. Because it wasn't just, one of them was not standing still, they both banged into each other. So because it was both their forces, their potter. But in the case of the wife, or in the case of Gullus, it's 100% one person's actions. The husband's actions alone hurt her. And in the case of Gullus, his hammer alone killed the other person. So as long as it's one person's force that does the damage, Yechayev a kapar, Yechayev Gullus, whatever it is. So by the husband and wife, therefore you should need, he should have to pay damages. Why? Because it was his force alone that caused her to be hurt. So the Gemara Sakasha, the Gemara says, he lie, wait, wait, you're telling me that the woman is not involved in Tashmish at all, it's just him? Right, she gets a death penalty, right? If she commits adultery, what's the punishment? She gets a death penalty also, not just the man. But why? I thought it's the man alone that does it. The answer is, they both get pleasure from the action, and therefore that's alone to get her the death penalty. But Misa, the force of it, is the man. So because the force is the man, any damage that happens is his responsibility, and not shared responsibility. That's the point. Okay. True, but but the point is, this is a. I mean, true, but this is an example of uh, you know, of a damage that's happening in a neutral area. We've had sim- we've had very similar cases, and we could have brought this kovachama many times before, but we didn't. I think the difference is that over here, the, it, it, there was no pshia. The, the case, the standard case of a hezek of bar Arabim and adam amazik, there's always a pshia involved. Over here, there's no pshia. There's just two people just doing nothing. No one's at fault. The answer is, although no one's at fault, but it's your force that did it. That, that's what you see from the sugi. Okay, that was sugi number two. Let's go to sugi number three. Actually, there are five sugi. Sorry. Sugi number three. Now, th- th- this is not complicated. It's just, I just keep a cheshman. Okay. Amr Rish Lakish. Rish Lakish tells you two halachas. Okay, it's important to understand these two halachas. We had this before, I just want to clarify. Halacha number one. You have two cows in Rosh Hashanah. You have cow A and cow B. Cow A is squatting. He sits down in Rosh Hashanah. Abnormal. Cow B is walking. We've had this before. The one that's walking kicks the cow that's sitting. So I would say, Chayev, you're not, you're not allowed to kick. That's Karen. The answer is Potter. Why, if you remember? Because we said, if you do something abnormal, and then someone else responds with abnormal, abnormal plus abnormal is Potter. 
So that animal sat, which is strange. Then that animal kicked it. Strange plus strange is potter. That, that's where Ishlakish is chiddush. Okay. Then the opposite is very poshit. Ravutzim malach is chayiv. If the animal that's sitting kicks the animal that's walking, he's chayiv. Because stam, stam, it did damage. Okay, so you have these two halachas. The first one being that abnormal plus abnormal is potter. The second being if an animal that's sitting kicks the animal that's walking, he's chayiv. It's a standard case of hezek. So it says the Gemara, and the truth is this Gemara is a pella. And the Pnei Yeshua has a long arichas to try to figure out so what... So, both, it's, so both are potter because each one's doing a weird thing. That in the first case, yes. But the, the second case is very strange. The second case is when the animal that's sitting kicked the other animal's walking. It's chayev, because the animal was walking, didn't do anything wrong. It's just hasik. Now, the Pnei Yeshua is bothered by this Gemara. Very, there's a pella from this Gemara. The Gemara says like this. Okay? The Gemara says, I have a proof to the second halacha. Again, the second halacha is a standard case of Hezek. Says the Gemara, I have a proof to it. The Pnei Yeshua asks Akasha, which is, well, why do you need a proof? This is like, we've, we're, we're 30 dafim into this Masech. Like, I don't need a proof to know standard Hezek. Okay, fine. But that's, that's the Pnei Yeshua's Kasha. But I have, a, I have a proof. What's the proof? Oh, we're in the first case in the Mishnah, the guy is walking with a barrel, with a beam, he stops short, and the other guy walks into him, he's chayiv. Why? Because Hezek. So it's a proof of Hezek. Now, a couple things. First of all, strange that you need a proof of Hezek. Second of all, this is not your standard Hezek. This is like a, a passive Hezek. Okay, but that's what he says. Now the Gemara responds, not only is this not a proof, it's actually a kasha. The Gemara says... It's a good araya. The Gemara says, it is, bro, wait a minute. First of all, do you really need a proof for this concept that if the animal's squatting and it kicks the animal that's walking, that you're chayev? I don't think you need a proof. But also, not only is it not a proof, it's actually a kasha. Why? The Gemara asks like this, I actually have a contradiction. What does our Mishnah say? Okay, let's just pick a case. I'm walking behind you. You're holding a beam. You stop short. I bang into you. Chayev. Because you, you stumbled me. You caused me to like, sort of stumble. I, I broke my finger. Chayev. What does the Mishnah, what does Rishalakish say? The animal that's squatting kicks the animal that's walking. Chayev. Oh, chayev, chayev. Wait, wait a minute. What if, what if instead of kicking the animal that's walking, it doesn't kick and the animal just trips over it? The implication would be that it's potter. Because the, the Reish Lakish Dafka said that you're chayiv. Again, animal A is crouching down. Animal B walks past. If it kicks animal B, it's chayiv. But the implication is, let's say it doesn't kick, but animal B just topples over it. It'd be putter. Because he doesn't say that it's chayiv. It'd be putter in that case. So how come in our Mishnah said that it's chayiv, and that's the case? So not only is your raya not a good raya, it's a kasha. So how come in our Mishnah, if I bang into you, you stop short, I bang into you, you're chayiv, but how come animal A stops short, sits down, animal B topples over, it's potter? Huh? Oh no, so the Gemara gives a different answer. There could be one answer, the Gemara gives a different answer. The Gemara says, the Gemara answers like this, You know what the case is? The case is when you stop short, there's nowhere for me to go. You block the whole road. The animal, when it's sitting, it's sitting on the side. So if the animal, meaning, the case is like this. Think of this being the road, yeah? The animal over here is squatting over here. The other animal's walking past. If it kicks it, it's chayiv. If it doesn't kick, it just topples over, it's potter. You want to know why? Because he's not blocking the whole road. He's on the side. The animal can just, you can go around it. 
In our Mishnah, where the one who stops short is Chayiv, is because he's blocking the entire road. If you stop short on a highway and you're blocking the entire highway, you're not giving anybody a choice to get on the shoulder. The case of the animal, the reason why you're potter if you topple over the other animals, because the animal stopped on the side. That's why. Simple, uh, simple, just different case. Okay. Now, one last Gemara on this, and the rest of the daf is very easy. I actually have a raya from the end of the Mishnah. Again, what was the first halacha of Rish Lakish? Abnormal plus abnormal is putter, right? You have an animal sitting, abnormal. The other animal kicks it, abnormal, putter. Gemara says, I have a raya from our Mishnah. What did our Mishnah say? I'm walking behind Adam. Adam's holding a barrel on his shoulder. He stops short. Abnormal. I bang into him. I'm Potter. Now, why am I Potter? Because I didn't do anything wrong. But you damaged him. What's the answer? Abnormal plus abnormal Potter. So it's a riot to Rish Lakish. Again, the abnormal, abnormal is... Well, I'm walking behind Gavin. Gavin stops short. That's abnormal. I bang right into him. I'm Potter. Why? Because abnormal plus abnormal is potter. Oh, so the Gemara says, The Gemara says, No. The Gemara says, How do you compare the two? In the case of Reish Lakish, one animal sits down, which is taka abnormal. The other animal kicks it, which is also abnormal. Who says that, why, why can't the animal that's sitting tell the animal that's walking, why are you have permission to kick me? In this case, it's not abnormal plus abnormal. You did something abnormal, and I went normal. I'm walking straight. So it's actually not a riot at all. They're two completely, it's like what you guys pointed out, it's completely different sugyas. Rish Lakish is a, saying a tremendous chiddish, where one person did something abnormal, and the other person, unprovoked, attacked him. And, and I could argue, why should he be potter? He could say to him, just because my animal's sitting, does that mean gives your animal permission to gore it? The answer says Rish Lakish is a big chiddish. Abnormal plus abnormal is potter. But in the case of the mission, it's not abnormal plus abnormal. It's you stop short, abnormal taka. And then I did something normal. I walked straight. I'm not, it's, it's, it's not comparable at all. But the cow right. down is, not, is considered abnormal. Correct. Right. On Main Street, it shouldn't be sitting there. Right. It's an abnormal action. Correct. The point is, Rish Lakish's Chiddush is not found in our Mishnah. The point is, it's not a good riot from our Mishnah. Rish Lakish has this Chiddush, that abnormal plus abnormal is positive. But the point is, it's not related to our Mishnah. Okay, that was sugya number three. We have two more. Sugya number four of the mish, of the daf. Shnayim shema, very very easy. The, the rest of the daf happens is very easy, and the end we get a lot of agadata. So <laughs> don't worry, you're not going to get a lot of it. Shnayim shayim ahalich and brishas arabim. You have two people walking in brishas arabim. Echad rotz ve'echad mahalich, and one is running and one is walking. Or shnayim shayir rotzim, or they're both running. Ve'zikun zezeh, and they damage each other. Shnayim peturim. They're both potter. Now that's very strange. I understand when they're both running because they're both running and they bang into each other. Okay. Or they're both walking and they bang into each other. The Kiddush is one is running and one is walking. They're both potter. Why? Isn't the one who's running doing something abnormal? So th- we'll have to analyze that. Masnisan says the Gemara, Deloike Eisi Ben Yehuda, our Mishnah, which says that running is normal, right? Our Mishnah is basically saying that on Main Street, on Rosh Hashanah, you have permission to walk, you have permission to run, both are considered normal activities. The problem is our mission is not like Eisi ben Yehuda. It's not a problem. It's, our mission is not like Eisi ben Yehuda. The Tanya, Eisi ben Yehuda, Oimer, Rotz Chaim, Neshu Meshunah. 
Rav Eisi Ben Yehuda says, the one who's running is always liable, because that's abnormal. So our Mishnah, which considers running normal, is not like Eisi Ben Yehuda. But Eisi Ben Yehuda does agree there's one time where running is normal, and that's Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos, in order to get yourself ready for Shabbos, running is normal, right? People right before Shabbos are running around. So that's considered a normal activity. Running before Shabbos, especially right, right before Shabbos, running is considered normal activity. And therefore, if a damage, it says, if there's normally an accident between two people, the one that, running, the one that is running is liable, except if it's Erev Shabbos. So our Mishnah, which says that running is normal, is not like Yesi Ben Yehuda, who says that running is abnormal. It says the Gemara, Om Rav Yechanan, Halachi Yesi Ben Yehuda. Now here's the problem. Rav Yechanan says we pass on like Yesi Ben Yehuda. But Rav Yechanan also says in a rule throughout Shas, Halachi Kistam Mishnah. Now our Mishnah is not like Yesi Ben Yehuda. So how could he pass in like our Mishnah and Yesi Ben Yehuda? That doesn't work. Me, Om Rav Yechanan, how could Rav Yechanan say the Halacha follows Yesi Ben Yehuda? Which is that running is abnormal, but he also passed in Halachi Kistam Mishnah. Om Rav Yechanan, Rav Yechon also passing like Allah Stam Mishnah. What does our Stam Mishnah say? Running is considered normal. So is running normal or abnormal? So how could Rav Yechon and Paskin like Isib and Yehuda that running is abnormal and are like our Mishnah that running is normal? So you know what the answer is? Our Mishnah agrees with Asi ben Yehuda. Running is abnormal. I, I thought the Mishnah said running is normal. Our Mishnah is talking about Erev Shabbos. Our Mishnah is talking right before Shabbos. Meaning, really our Mishnah agrees that running is generally abnormal behavior. Why does our Mishnah say that it's potter and it's normal? Because it's Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos running is normal. Mimai, how do you read it into our Mishnah? Because the Mishnah says one person is running is potter than two people. Why do you have to do this? The Gemara says, this is how you're supposed to read the Mishnah. Add words. This is how you're supposed to read the Mishnah. If one person is running, he's potter, because it's normal to run. When is it true that it's normal to run? On Erev Shabbos. But the rest of the week... During the rest of the week, if one of them is running, is is abnormal and he's chayiv like AC Ben Yehuda. But during the week, if both are running, then they're both doing abnormal behavior. Then no one's at fault. You blink, you'll miss the you'll miss you'll. You'll miss the sagadat if you blink. Right before Erev Shabbos, running is permitted. Erev Shabbos, my Why is it permitted to run Erev Shabbos? Kidder Rav Chanina, Dam Rav Chanina, go to the next page. Boy, even eight say Lukras Kala Malkasa. Rav Chanina used to say right before Shabbos, he would go out to the fields and say, "Let's greet Shabbos." You see, there's an Indian to be ready to greet Shabbos. So if you have to run before Shabbos, it's a mitzvah to run. Vamir Lukras Shabbos, Kalas Malkasa. That's all you need. Rav, huh? No, no, it's interesting. I, that would actually be pretty good too. That would actually be more clear because this is saying there's an Indian, huh? The story of Rishim Bayechai that he saw someone running with myrtles on Erev Shabbos and he was Meshabeach. This is interesting because you never see from this Indian to run before Shabbos. You see this Indian to greet Shabbos, to go out Erev Shabbos, Kabbalah Shabbos, to go out into the fields and greet Shabbos. Right. The point is, if you have to greet Shabbos, you have to be ready. That's running to Shul. Yeah, that's true. Rav Satif would put himself in a talus. And he would say, Boyi Kala, Boyi Kala. And no, it sounds like it seem it sounds like they would just do it right before like at davening time. But uh, running on the street, Shabbos is okay, so I can make it. Yeah, exactly. I don't want it. 
That wouldn't be a problem. Uh, our mission, last sugya. Okay. Our mission is going to be dealing with Gaulus. If one is chopping wood, and the piece of wood flies into Rishus Hayachid. Now, again, there's Chiyav Golis we'll talk about later. We're talking about damages. Okay? So you're chopping wood in Rishus Arabim, and a piece of the wood flies into Rishus Hayachid and hurts somebody. Now, the rule for the rule for paying for damages, as long as it's not an Oynas, you'll chayv. So you're chayv if it's Mezid, you're chayv if it's Pshia, Pshia Karavl Mezid, you're going to be chayv. So as long as you should conceivably perceive that maybe someone could get hurt, you're going to be responsible. So you're chopping wood in Rosh Hashanah, the wood flies into Rosh Hashanah, even though you could say, well, I didn't intend for that, but you know there's a chance, and you're responsible. The wood flies into Rosh Hashanah, or Rosh Hashanah, you're chopping wood in Rosh Hashanah, and vice versa, or Rosh Hashanah, or you're chopping wood in your backyard, and it flies into your neighbor's backyard, so Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, all of these cases, you're chayiv to pay for any damages. It's interesting, so I think that's because that's the most poshid, that's the most poshid. The Gemara is going to explain that it goes from Lesser Chiddush to biggest Chiddush. So the Gemara says, Shricha, why do I need all these cases? Again, from Shusaram, Shusayachid, 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 why do I need all these cases? I'll tell you what. Itana, Amavaka, Shusayachid, Shusayachid, See, the first case where you're chopping wood in Shusayachid and it flies into Shusayachid, it's not such a big Chiddush. Why? It flew into a very populated area. And you knew there was a possibility of that. And therefore, I would say maybe you're liable in that case because you did something that it could and ended up leading to going into a very public area. But let's say the opposite. You're chopping wood in Rosh Hashanah, and the projectile flies into Rosh Hashanah, which, by the way, which is not densely populated. So maybe you could say to yourself, you know what, I didn't really do something that was so crazy. Worst case scenario, it would go from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. It's not such a big deal. Even though my father is right. I mean, there's a chance it would go from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, but I guess... I guess that end, didn't end up happening. You still have to look at what ended up happening. What ended up happening is when Rosh Hashanah, which is not a densely populated area. It's just really bad luck that the, you know, again, Rosh Hashanah is someone's backyard. So it flies into someone's backyard and it happens to hit him on the head. It's a very, uh, you know, maybe it's just really bad luck and maybe I don't have to be chayi. Now, itan Rosh Hashanah, Mishum Demikar, Shalei By the way, the, the opposite, so again, when you're chopping Rosh Hashanah and it flies into Rosh Hashanah, on the one hand, it went to a not densely populated area. So it's like, why should I be responsible for that? On the other hand, you're chopping in an area you do not have permission to do that. You don't have permission. It's not your backyard. You're in Rosh Hashanah chopping wood. What are you doing? Avol, but if you're chopping wood in your own backyard and it flies into Shusarabim, I would say, although it went into a very densely populated area, I could say, well, I'm chopping wood in my backyard, which I have permission to do so. And therefore, each one has its own chiddush. And why do I have the last one? The last one is the biggest chiddush, because it's going from Rishasayachid to Rishasayachid. So it's going in an area I have permission to do it, and it's going to a non densely populated area. Still amchayv. Vitana mishne anachtarti ha mishum deshchichi ram ha mishum dovelhoshay b'shos am mishus ayachel mishus ayachel acher to leshchichi ram meikar b'shos emaloi tzricha. Okay, that's the chiddush. Fine. A few more minutes, about ten more minutes will be done. Says the Gemara. Turn around, Okay. Notice there's two cases. 
Okay, focus. It's not complicated. You just got to remember this oration to save You enter a carpenter's workshop without permission. You open up the door, and he's like, hey, you can't come in. You just walk in. Now, he's working. He's a carpenter. As you walk in without permission, I don't know, carpenters deal with wood, I guess. And, yeah, that makes sense. And a piece of wood flies and kills him. A piece of wood flies off and kills the person. Now, you are not supposed to be there. What's the halacha potter? You're not going to Gullus. Because Gullus applies the case of the forest, where they both have permission to be there. You do not have permission to be in my workshop. And although there was an accidental death, I do not have to go to Gullus. Okay. But let's say the guy entered with permission... Then chayiv, then you're chayiv. So the first case, you're potter. The second case, you're chayiv. Now, let's go to the second case. A guy mm-hmm. enters my shop with permission. I said, hey, you can come on in. You want to use the bathroom? Come on in. Just sit right there, wait for, to use the bathroom. And kills him. Chayiv. Chayiv what? So there's always two things you can analyze. There's gullus, and then there's monetary payments. For any damages, tsar, risha, and boishas. Well, no, no, but that's only, that's only when there's, there's only when there's a punishment. So the Gemara says, my chayiv. Vyasibachanina feels that in this case you do not have to go to Gaulus, but Chayiv is monetary payment, because there is no Gaulus, there is no Kim of the Ravinate, meaning you have to pay. So according to Rav Yosi Barchanina, the case is if you have someone come into your shop with permission and then they get killed by an accidental workshop incident, you do not have to go to Gaulus, but you have to pay for the financial element of it. Any medical expenses, any money. You'll have to pay, but you do not have to go to Gullus. The question is, why don't you have to go to Gullus? So, I mean, you killed him accidentally, so like, why is there no Gullus? So the Gemara says, technicality. It's not a forest. A forest is a, public, is, a, is a neutral domain, not owned by anybody. Over here, it's your workshop. Does so that the, mean because it's a public forest? It's not that it's a public, it's just that it doesn't own... It's, it's, well, that's the point. The Gemara is saying it's not the forest, it's that it's not owned by the Mazik or the Nizik. The Gemara says, because due to technicality, it's not it's not comparable to a forest. The forest doesn't belong to either. But over here, this belongs to the carpenter. Let me ask you a question. If I kill someone accidentally in a neutral area and I'm responsible, shouldn't I be even more responsible if I kill him in my workshop? I have to say, yes, due to a technicality, it's not comparable to the workshop. Understood, but think about it from a guilt perspective. If I kill someone in a neutral area where we both have permission to be, and it's not my area I'm responsible for any death, then if I kill him in my workshop while I'm working, isn't that more responsible? Shouldn't I be more responsible? So the Gemara says, Wait a minute. The guy entered your workshop with permission from you, so he's not breaking and entering. He's in your domain, and you kill him. Why is that, Potter? He's like, oh, it's not comparable to the forest. Yeah, but so what? It's, you're more guilty. So the Gemara says, you're right. That's, that's the very reason why there's no Gullus. The Gemara is now telling us a Chiddush. There's no Gullus because it's not Shogig. It's called Shogig Karav Lamezid. Meaning, the reason why there's no Gullus is because what he did was too evil for Gullus. Again, Gullus is a Kapara. Kapara only works for certain levels of sin. You see, when you're in the forest, a public, not public because it's not Rosh Hashanah, it's a Karmelus. It's just, it's open to anybody that wants to come in. It's not my area, I'm not more responsible. 
and I'm chopping wood, and wood flies off and kills somebody, straight up accident. You got to go to Gullis. Over here, I tell the guy to come into my domain, into my workshop, and I kill him. That's not Shoigig. That's called Shoigig Karav Lemezid. And now we're saying that Shoigig Karav Lemezid is such an evil act that Kapar Gullis is not Mechaper. You need more than that. Now you're not going to get the death penalty. You're stuck. There's no, you're stuck. You're stuck in limbo. But the point is, you don't go to Gullis. Not, but you don't get to go to Gullis. That's the point. You don't get to go to Gullis. Gullis doesn't help you. Now we're telling, by the way, this is a big chiddush. This is for the Masugi of Makis. There is no Gullis. That's what we're telling you. The Gemara says, My The reason why you're possible from Gullis is because you don't get to go to Gullis. Because Gullis won't help you. Why? Because this is not Shoigig, but it's not Mazin. It's called Shoigig Karv Lamezid. It's in between Shoigig and Mazin. In between Shoigig and Mazin, there is no Gullis. Now that's a very big chiddish. Because I would argue, Shoigig Karv Lamezid, maybe there should be Gullis. Because you're not Mazin. Right? So maybe there is goals, but now he's saying there is no goals. Now we're going to analyze this. Masiv Rava, Rava says, I have a kasha. What's the halacha? The halacha is like this I'm administering lashes from Besden, yeah? I'm the lash guy. I'm giving lashes, and I'm supposed to give 24. I end up giving him 25 accidentally. What's the halacha? I go to Golas. That's not Shaykh Karl Amazed? That's Shaykh Karl Amazed. I hit him in extra time. That's I literally I literally killed him with my hands. That's not Shoigig. The says that's Shoigig Carvel Mazin. See Shoigig again. Shoigig is you're chopping wood. A piece of the wood flies off, and you're like, oh man, that's Shoigig. Mazin is bam bam bam. This is I'm hitting him and I'm hitting him and I'm hitting him and I just hit him too many times. That's not Shoigig Carvel And there's Gaulus. So the Gemara says. The ha-hacha shaykhar You should know that if you hit him, and the Gemara thinks right now the case is I hit him too many times like on purpose. I just got too lost in the beating and I just hit him too many times. Now I was doing it for a mitzvah, but you hit him too many times. That's shaykhar v'lamezid. Ketani ha so the Gemara says, no, that's not the case. The case is not shaykh. Meaning right now, why did you hit him too many times? So the Gemara thinks you just got lost in it. You're just like, ba 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 you just like, you got in like a trance. The Gemara says, no. The case is where you accidentally, uh, you lost count. Meaning it's shoigig. It's not because you hit him too many times so you got lost like in the trance. You push it, lost count. So you thought you hit him 24 times, but then when they check the camera, they realize, oh man, you actually hit him 25. That's shoigig. Okay. Here's the problem though. The person that hits him is not the one who counts. Just the technicality. The one there was a special member of Bezdin that would count each time. So the, the Gemara says the case is that you hit him too many times, but it's not Shagrav Kameza because you didn't do it because you got lost in like blood lust. You hit him too many times because you lost count. It's a Shagig. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Tafakhle Rav Sandli Rava hit his shoe on the table. He was like, uh, I don't like this. Why? Amrle Atu Hamani, the one who hits him is not the one who counts. The head of the Bezdin reads the Psukim. The second member of the Bezdin says the count, and the third member of the Bezdin hits him. And the third member of the Bezdin says hit him, and the guy hits him. See, the one who's hitting him is not counting. So what do you mean he lost track of count? The answer is, I mean, practically, he's saying, how did he lose track of count? Isn't there someone counting for him? They both lost track of count. The one who was, who was a count, supposed to count lost track, and he also lost track. So that's why it's Shagig. Okay. That's Shagig. So it's not a riot to Shagig Karvel It's not related to Shagig Karvel It's Shagig. 
The Gemara says, I have one more kasha. The halach is like this. I'm standing on an overpass and I'm throwing rocks into Rishos Arabim and someone gets killed. I go to Gullus. That's not showing a curve of the mazid? Now, yes, it's not mazid because it's not like you saw the guy and like, I'm going to kill that guy. You're just throwing it into overpass like we used to do when we were kids. Not rocks. You used to take apple cores and I feel bad about it. But the point is, so you throw rocks into you throw rocks into Rishas Arabim. That's not Chayiv Golas. Not me. Kids on the bus. The, yeah, yeah. Don't. Yeah. By the way, I just realized I'm recording. Yeah, I realize I'm recording. I, I I don't know what you're referring to. No, the point is the point is you're throwing into Rishas Arabim. That's not Shagig Karvel Of course, it's Shagig Karvel Why? Why? Shagig means you did nothing wrong. Shagig Karvel means you're partially at fault. You're throwing rocks into a public domain. Why? There's not. There's not. And you see this gullus. So the Gemara says, You should know that there are people there that people could be walking past. You see there's Golis and Shekhar of the Mezid. The answer is no. The case is not where you're just throwing rocks because you're just trying to have fun. The case is you dismantled, you dismantled your wall and you're getting rid of the rocks so you're not just throwing it indiscriminately in Rosh Hashanah. You're getting this part of construction. Is they, they, they take down a wall and they throw it into a bin. And someone happens to walk in between you. So it's not, it's, it's Shoigig because you didn't do it, uh, you're not at fault at all. The Gemara says, wait a minute, you still, okay. So the guy, uh, construction workers throwing rocks across Main Street. You don't think that's still Shoigig Karav Lamezid? You tell the guy, he's like, hey, we're, we're doing construction here. You're like, yeah, but we're throwing. That's still Shoigig Karav Lamezid. How does that make it better? The answer is Besayis Belayla. You're doing it at night. And at night, people don't generally walk there. The Gemara says, Belayla, Nami Boyleuna. Even at night, how does that make it better? You're still throwing rocks across Main Street. You're, you're right. The Soyser's Belayla Ashba. You're throwing the rocks into a trash bin. So the reason why you're meaning, and there was someone in the trash. That's the case. You're throwing them into the trash. You did nothing wrong, but they have to be someone in the trash. So Gemara says, oh, because they used to go to the bathroom in the trash bins. So there was someone in the bath, in the, in the trash bin going to the bathroom, and Nebuch, uh, he got killed. So here's the kasha. So you're saying it's shogig. Wait, wait a minute. If it's at a time, what a way to go. If it's at a time where people are going to the bathroom generally, then that's a pshia. If it's at a time where no one is generally using the bathroom, it's 3 o'clock in the morning in a winter storm, then the ha- that's not even shogig, that's oinus. What do you want me to do? I'm discarding the rocks in my trash bin. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. What's the circumstances regarding the trash bin? If it's a place where many people use it as the bathroom, then maze it who? Then, then, then that's maze it. That, that's killing somebody. That's, that's not that's not And if people are not commonly found there, then it's an oinesu. So what's the case? The case is where people use the trash bin at night to use the bathroom. But they don't use it during the day. But during they sometimes do. The case is you threw it during the day. Now during the day, are there people in this trash bin? Very uncommon. But because there are sometimes, that's considered shoigig, and therefore you have to go to Gullus. Now let's just finish up the daf. Rav Papa, Mishrede, Rav, Masni, Laresh. Again, there were two cases. We've been saying in the second case, the second we've been talking about the second case, which is that someone goes into your shop with permission, and we said chayiv, not chayiv Gullus, chayiv in four things. Now the Gemara says some have the, the, this conversation on the first part of the b'risa. What was the first part of the b'risa? If someone enters my domain without permission, and he gets killed, potter, 
Potter, we said, according to this version, is that if you kill someone when he enters your shop without permission, you're still financially responsible, but you're Potter from Gaulus. Okay. According to this version, if you're Potter from Gaulus when he entered Shalopram Bershus, then you're Chayv in Gaulus if he entered Bershus. Okay, let's just finish up the daf. Now we're saying right now, according to the second version, if a guy breaks into my, um, yeah, that if a guy enters my shop with permission, you're chayv and gals. According to the second version, you're potter when he entered without permission, but if he entered permission, he's chayv and gals. So if a guy enters my shop with permission, he's chayv and gals. Here's the problem. The Braise says that if you enter a blacksmith's shop, and you get killed, even if you entered with permission, you're potter from Gaulus. So you said Chayv in Gaulus, but this says potter in Gaulus. So which one is it? So the answer is, The case where you're potter from Gaulus is where you're dealing with a blacksmith's apprentice. He got killed. So, who cares? Your <laughs> Chayv is where you killed Durando, but your potter from Gaulus where you killed a Blacksmith's apprentice. So the Gemara says, because he's a blacksmith's apprentice, you could kill. What, what does this do? Was, so you could kill him. What, what, what does it matter? The answer is, no, the case of the blacksmith's apprentice is you told him to leave and he didn't leave. Okay. So then, no, meaning, so he started off Bershus, but then he's no longer supposed to be there. So because you told him to leave, you have permission to kill him? So the Gemara says, no. You thought he left. Meaning, the case is, you have the apprentice, you said, he came with permission, and they said, you gotta go, it's five o'clock, you gotta go. And he's like, nah, I don't wanna go. You're like, no, you gotta go. You go back to your work, you think he left, and then he gets killed. Your potter from Gaulus. Let me ask you a question. Your potter from Gaulus, because you thought he left. Why does he have to be a blacksmith's apprentice then? Stam, the point your potter from Gaulus is because you thought he left the room. You said, leave, leave, leave. And then you go back to your work, you think he left. Your potter because you thought he left. You didn't think there was anyone in your room. So why does he have to be a blacksmith's apprentice? The Gemara says, Why does he have blacksmith's apprentice? this, You want to know why? A blacksmith's apprentice is supposed to listen, to listen to you. He's your apprentice. So when you told him leave, you legitimately thought he listened to you. The average guy, if you tell him leave, you know there's a chance they're not going to listen to you. And therefore the fact that they're still there is on you and therefore you're Chayev in Gauls. I'll stop here.